you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald, joined by always my co-host, Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how's it going today? I'm great today, Big Jim. How are you doing? Uh, things are good. Things are good. Uh, the, the winter is almost over, right? So uh, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's been a cold one, a windy one, but uh, you know what is it now? Um, not too far away from from springtime, so no complaints here. But seriously, being the end of February, when does the snow actually stop where you are? Yeah, things start to slow down a bit in March. You know, it's not uh, it's not insanely cold in March generally. It can kind of go two ways, but uh, I'm pretty optimistic. I think this year, you know, we had it so bad in December and January that uh, March is going to be a good one for us. Uh, it's always fun and games. Okay, let's get on to our topic for today. Let's get stuck yeah, into so podiatry marketing. What are you going to jump marketing. into today? I'm going to talk about the sub. It's it's sort of it is marketing related and it's sort of business related, but people could also take it just as career related as well. So the the title is "Do Less and Do It Better," and okay. and I think what happens is just as health professionals in general, we're so eager to just take on more learn new skills and I think sometimes before we've even mastered a skill or or become really really proficient at that we we could sort of say we're like better than most in our area of doing it we're so eager just to move on to the next thing because everybody else is learning something new so they feel they they must just keep doing the next thing and I think as a um, yeah it applies to us being a podiatrist yes but I also think as a business owner, we've got to look at basically the same thing. There's so many aspects of a business that we can be taken on and we can become extremely average in a lot of things or we can start focusing on certain things in our business and just do it better. Do it better than what everybody else is, well, how everybody else is actually doing it. Yeah, so kind of like uh, trying to be a, more of a master than a jack of all trades. You know, Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, try to be the opposite of that, you know, kind of go deep on things as opposed to being kind of a, a general expert on everything under the sun. Yeah, well, a perfect example could be audio. You know, someone's listening to this podcast and they, they can hear us now and they understand how awesome we sound. <laughs> so, but it might be they want to do some audio recordings for their business, but they don't know what to do. But if it's something that you feel that way, if I learned how to use audio better, I could use I could use it in my podiatry business in so many different ways. Whether it's whether they're doing it for marketing or they might be doing it for team training, they might have a, a list of manuals that they're thinking instead of them having to read uh, read through it. What about if I did an audio recording of it and they could listen to it after hours, or I could do examples on this is how you use this equipment. So as they're doing it, they're listening to me explain it. Now you can do a recording that's crap. And when the person's listening to it, you're actually hurting their ears at the same time and they can't wait for it to end. Or you can make the quality better through better microphones, knowing where to have it positioned, maybe doing some courses on audio, how to edit that audio better. So if you know that's something you want to get better at, instead of just moving on to something else and doing audio poorly, why not don't move on to something else and stick with your audio and just get better at doing it and be better than most people in your market with that particular skill. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you can't, uh, the more you spread yourself thin, the less you are kind of a generalist. So, you know, like you said, uh, being a specialist of the foot and ankle, you know, once you're going into something, it's it's good to uh, really master those skills so you can, you know, 
it, it, the bright shiny objects are tough to ignore at times, right? You know, this week it's video, and the next week it's audio. And if if you just kind of like put yourself like as a, a hamster on the you know on the wheel, um, you're going to be exhausted at some point. But by going deep and really learning how to use some of these tools and opportunities uh, with different technologies or different skill sets, I think that's, that's some really sound advice. Well, if you think of uh, social media, for example, there's so many platforms that you could actually use. And I was talking to someone the other day. And they said, um, TikTok came up in conversation. And they said, oh, when TikTok first came out, I said to my team, and they and he had a really young team, that oh, I think this could be something we could actually use business-wise. And they were going, but it's just a bunch of 16-year-old girls dancing. He's going, yeah, but it could be more than that. I, I'm not quite sure. He said, I can see how it could be used as a business application. And now there's a lot of business information that's actually on TikTok. But... Yeah, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got TikTok, you've got YouTube channels. There's so many avenues. It's hard to be really, really good on all of them. So instead of trying to be add more onto what you're doing, pick the ones that you know that you, you might enjoy, the ones that you know your patients are sort of on, and just keep improving. How can I get better on Instagram if that's what we want to use? And don't just copy what everybody else is doing. Think about, because I've seen, you would have seen it, this gym, people on Instagram where they're, they're standing there and they're like pointing up in the air, pointing to the side and all these messages flash up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. yeah, when I first saw it, first time I saw it, I thought, wow, that is interesting. The hundredth time I've seen it from the hundredth podiatrist, I'm like, that's no longer interesting. It's actually boring. You would have seen the ones where the people had the, held cards up and they dropped the cards and they were telling a message usually a sad message. And first time I saw it, interesting. Probably the third time I saw it, interesting. The 50th time I saw it, it's no longer interesting. It's, ah, oh, you're just doing what everybody else is doing. So I think you've just got to find, you've got to find where you fit, say, in social media and, and then try and get better in that particular area and have your own style to it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think, you, like you talked about, I think understanding where the patients are that you want to treat you know, maybe it is TikTok for a younger generation. Maybe it's still print media if you're in a, you know, taking care of seniors or folks who are a little bit older. So, you know, finding that right channel with the right message and just, like you said, just practicing and getting better. And, and it kind of speaking to uh, the unique value you provide uh, for those types of patients in a way that yeah, isn't trendy, um, but helpful. You know, if you're being helpful and providing value to those patients, it'll definitely be appreciated. Yeah. And if you think about what you're going to talk about, I mean, Podiatry is so broad. I mean, it's such a such a broad profession on what you can talk about. So you could know a little bit about everything in podiatry and be a real generalist, or there could be certain parts of podiatry that you really focus on and and get better than other people. And then you take that skill and you apply it into your marketing or how you talk to your patients or or whether it's social media. There's, I think if we, if we constantly just keep trying to take on more. And I've said this before. Sometimes you got to let something go to be able to fit something else in. You can't can't just keep fitting fitting more in. And I think podiatrists in their businesses they have a look at all the equipment that's there. What equipment is sitting around that's got dust on it that you no longer use? Are you better to just get rid of it and say, okay, we, we don't need that anymore? And I know some people are reluctant to let something go because they think, well, that piece of equipment I paid X for. If I don't use it now and get rid of it, am I just telling my team that was a bad decision? 
and to me, it's a bad decision to hang on to it if you're no longer using it. Free up the space. Maybe it's taking up room in a corner where you could have something else in there. I think, like you like you touched on there, time is probably the most valuable resource that someone owning a practice has. You know, whether it's taking care of patients, you know, managing a staff, doing the paperwork, you know, running the business side of the practice. You know, you have to find time um, and make time because it's just not going to show up, right? So you have to prioritize and really just make time to learn some new skills and double down on what's working in your practice. Yeah, and if you think you know, the business aspects, there's so many parts of your business. Do you want to get better at marketing? Well, if you do, then listen to this podcast every week. That's going to help. Read marketing books. If you and I were running a marketing workshop, is make the effort to take some time off of work and actually be there. Don't think it's just going to all happen for you. Yeah, there's going to be a magic pill. Do you want the blue pill or the red pill? And you're going to take that pill and all of a sudden you're going to wake up and everything is going fantastic. If you look at your business and you want to be better at uh, communicating and building a, you know, a, a cohesive team, you have to put time and effort in to get better at that. But you can't be, you can't, you can't be fantastic at everything. And that's why sometimes you need help from other people. No, for sure. Nobody can do it alone. So a couple of questions that I like people that actually ask themselves is what is there something that you've always wanted to be better at whether it's a, a certain aspect of podiatry had a, a lady that was on the podiatry legends podcast and she had done like 10 or 17 years i think of like general foot care but wanted to get into more into biomechanics she knew she didn't have that skill anymore so she made a conscious effort if i want to treat more sports and biomechanics patients i need to learn that skill more so she put a lot of time and effort into it and 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 ended up achieving that at the end. So I think that's one thing. What do you want to be better at? And Or is there something that uh, you, you're already good at, but you want to improve? I think that's an important one as well. Yeah, I think anyone can benefit from self-reflection. You know, like we're, we're still relatively early in the year. It's kind of like people are still optimistic about 2023 and yeah. <laughs> reflecting, <laughs> reflecting on like, you know, why did you get into practice in the first place? You know, what is that right combination of business opportunity and something you really enjoy doing that provides you know you professional satisfaction? And then kind of you know making a, a long-term plan to develop those skills or improve those skills so you can do more of that. Um, there, there's you know I think I know a lot of people are in the practice uh, they're in it for the long run, but sometimes we get stuck in the day to day mm. and we get stuck from week to week. But it is those times. You know, if it's learning a new skill or improving something that, you know, it takes months, years, maybe, hopefully it'll be pretty good by a decade, but um, <laughs> you need to have reasonable expectations for yourself because life is busy. Um, but if you keep on putting in the work, it's like going to the gym, right? Like everybody shows up at the gym on January, what, third or fourth and thinks, okay, oh, yeah. now, this is the year I'm going to get in shape. Um, and by this time of year, most people have, are not going anymore. Um it's a similar thing with uh, you and your um, th the skills you want to learn and the things you want to improve on in your practice. You know, it's that consistent time and effort towards developing those skills. Um, just make it a habit, and uh, sometimes easier said than done. But you know, a long-term approach to these uh, objectives will really pay off. Well, you've have you read that book called The Twelve Week Year? I haven't read the book. No. Okay, so the Twelve Week Year. If you think of the normal year, so we're towards the end of February now, depending on when someone's actually listening to this, so they might have got to this till March. 
And a lot of the times you'll, at the beginning of the year, you've set your goals for the year and you're very excited, 2023, this is the year I'm going to do such and such. This is this will be the year that I am going to take my business from where it is and take it to that next level. I don't know how I'm going to do it because it's just going to happen automatically, but that's what I'm going to do. And then normally around October, all of a sudden you realise, oh, you find your goals where you had them written down. That's if you wrote them down. Gets to November and all of a sudden you bust your ass to try and get these goals accomplished. So they reckon most people achieve more in that last month of the year than they do for the previous 11 months because they're like, oh, I've got plenty of time. Oh, I've got plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. I'll get to that. It's the same as, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose X amount by this time. And you give yourself 12 weeks to do it. And by about the 10th week, you go, oh, I'm a little bit off. I've lost one, one kilo out of the 10 I was going to lose. And then you're trying to kill yourself in the next two weeks and it's just not possible to do it. So the twelve-week year, twelve-week year, is all based around breaking your year into four twelve-week segments, and you set your goals or what it is that you want to achieve or what else you want to learn, what you want to get better at, for that twelve-week period, and you do that four times a year with a week off in between. So forty-eight plus the four weeks off—that's fifty-two weeks a year. If people want to sort of add it up. So the idea is, if every three months or every 12 weeks, you set yourself a goal that you're going to achieve, you will get something done. You'll be doing that four times. So therefore, you've got more chance of actually getting this slight improvement as time goes on. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and I think another thing that people can ask themselves, if it's not what they want to improve, what do they want to fix up? That Whether it's whether it's with your business, whether it's marketing, whether it's profession, it could be something personally. That What is something that you need to fix that is going to make other things better. So for for example, myself, my ankles have been <laughs> dodgy for the last couple of years from kicking things, and I've just had MRIs done, I've got fragments floating around all over the place. And the ankle swelling and ankle pain that I have every single day does restrict some of my activity. It doesn't stop me going to Muay Thai and kicking things, but just general day to day, when I'm thinking, oh, I might just go and do this. I go, oh, my ankle's too sore. I'm just going to rest it. So, to me, so that's something I need to fix if long term for my health, I need to fix that, or otherwise it's just going to get worse. Yeah. What is it in your business? What is it with your marketing uh, or some aspect of your career that you need to fix because it could be holding you back from something better later on? I think it's only a question that you can only ask yourself. For sure. Have you got any, Jim? Have you got anything holding you back? Other than, uh, other than that big woolly beard that you have? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, <laughs> being in my mid-40s, right, like uh, I try to stay active and healthy and stuff. But, uh, you know, with work, uh, you know, with having two, I've got two relatively small kids, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of, you know, take take an hour for yourself each day. And uh, one thing that I've done over the last six months is, uh like back to lifting weights for the first time since I was basically in college, right? So oh, like, has this big gym got to you now, has it? You, <laughs> we keep saying big gym, you've gone, that's it. You know what, I'm a bulk up. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm on the juice and I'm just uh, you know, ready to get huge. But no, I mean, you know, as you get older, men, you know, the testosterone level drops those things so you can find some ways to keep that flowing and also just, you know, just general strength because, you know, if you lose – you know, one or two percent of your strength each year doesn't seem like too much until you know, decade or two decades later, you're you know, 
you don't have the muscle or that's been, you know, what look what you thought was muscles now, maybe a little bit of a little bit of fat or adipose tissue. So, um, no, I'm, just, I'm trying, I'm trying to fix myself here to, uh, just have some general strength so I can be strong and relatively fast to keep up with the, the little ones. So, uh, that's my, my current kind of goal. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're only in your forties now, as your children get faster, you're going to get slower. <laughs> exactly. So if you don't if you don't make a, a conscious effort now, and this is the same thing, it applies to people's business. They can have a business that's been there for a number of years and it's plodding along and it's going fine. And you think I have no competitors or there's only two other podiatrists in town. I've got nothing to worry about. They're they're fat and lazy as well. And we're all doing okay. No one's yeah, you know, creating any ruckus. And then all of a sudden you get some young dude. Or, or a girl that turns up who has been out three to five years and is pumped up to the max and they come in and they start stirring the pot. And by the time you realize the momentum that they've got, it's too late. Because you've, yeah. you've, you've become, you've just become, and then when I say fat and lazy, I'm not saying that you're actually fat and lazy, but your business sometimes gets fat and lazy. It gets successful. And some people think it, because it's successful, it can't be touched, but it can be. Yeah, complacency can be a killer. You know, like you have to be adapting to what the market is, the, you know, local competitors in the market, just, you know, how the profession is changing, how regulations change. If you just try to like do what you've always been doing, like uh, it can be a, a dangerous thing for your business. Yeah, and uh, a podcast I did uh, last year that I posted towards the end of last year called Care Differently. And, and on that particular podcast, we were talking about if you're doing everything exactly the same as everybody else in, in your market, then what sets you apart if you're all doing the same thing? And it only takes somebody to come along and disrupt what everybody else is doing that all of a sudden all the eyes turn to them and you sort of just get left behind. And then by the time you realize that, so, some businesses never recover. They just don't recover from it. Have a look at, um, yeah, I wish Blockbuster would have uh, was a blockbuster didn't they offer netflix or netflix wanted to sell the blockbuster for 50 million dollars in the early days and blockbuster said no yeah i think something like that yeah great business decision that one was <laughs> because they saw their model and thought no they, that won't work this people want to come and people want to come down to our store they want to leave their house come down get a dvd take it back home forget to bring it back pay an extra late fee and uh, they don't want to just stream something straight into the house and not actually have to leave their home. Who would want to do that? Well, even before that, they were uh, like mailing DVDs, right? Which seemed like the craziest business model ever. Like to get a DVD in the mail, like it was just uh, when Netflix first started, it was it was bizarre to start off with. But the thing is, it was a model that, and it wasn't when they first set up, it wasn't perfect. It's like if you've got a marketing idea, you can't wait for it to be absolutely perfect. You just got to do it, get some feedback from it. What would you do better the next time you did it? And then make those changes and then do it again and just keep working on it. And over time, things will improve. I know some of the marketing that I did from a podiatry clinic, some of it was awful, <laughs> just terrible. I look back and I go, what were you thinking? But <laughs> if I hadn't have done the first... Um, version or whatever it was that I was doing, I wouldn't have had the second, third, fourth until you had the final version that actually worked. If I waited yep. till I had that final version, um, yeah, I'd, 
I don't know what would happen. I'd be on the streets. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd be awfully lonely doing a solo podcast about podiatry, Mark. And I don't, I don't know what to do without you there. You'd be bored. <laughs> You'd be going, hi, I'm Jim. <laughs> I feel like I've got missing something in my life. So if it's because <laughs> it's because I did version one. I And I did. I did exactly what this topic is about. I did less and I learned to do it better. I, yeah. I, I really focused my marketing into a couple of particular areas that worked really, really well in its day. And as things changed, I kept looking at the figures, looking at the numbers and going, oh, okay. For example, television isn't working as well as it used to. This is going back a long time ago now. So I moved away from that, but radio was still quite strong. So we then put a lot of emphasis in the radio. In our local area, we are here in Cairns, radio is still very, very strong. A lot of people still listen to the radio. and But I, I slowly just kept changing. And then yeah, back in the old days, you used to do print. And then print moved to more online sort of marketing. So it's, But if you don't do that first thing and work out what works, it's it's going to be hard. You can't wait for the perfect marketing idea to just turn up. No, for sure. That's great advice. So I'm I'm done on this subject. I just want people to remember, do less and just do it better than what everybody else is doing. And when you're doing it really, really good, then you can start adding in more things. But as you add things in, remember, sometimes you've got to take something away to actually free up your time to do it better. Couldn't agree more. Okay, Jim, I will talk to you next week. Sounds good, Tyson. Okay, bye. Later. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.